The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is the King of Bros, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. There are a couple of pussies, but they're not that bad. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Hello, everybody. Hey, guys. Back once again with the Rough House podcast, Marty here. Uh, and I'm Christoph. Thank you guys for listening. We yeah. uh, we appreciate you as always. Uh, it's been a busy week with another uh, busy weekend coming up in the world of the pro wrestling. Um, and this is our hundredth and one hundred and first episode. Yes. I'm good at 101. speaking more talk. Uh, so we're one hundred and one. So we have uh, we're bringing in a special guest tonight. Uh, as you know, we're hosted on the Realm Network, a great network there, and also hosted on the Realm Network. I'm sure you guys have seen is uh, the one and only Vince Russo with the brand, and uh, Mr. Vince Russo. Vince is joining us this evening. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. You guys, you guys, uh, this is your hundred and first show. So you you do it once a week. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you're looking uh, at about two straight years then. Uh, yeah, on the Realm Network, yes. Yeah, and that's just this, just this iteration. Before uh, we had another guy, ninety-eight Rock and Baltimore, Justin um, Schlegel. He's a comedian. He's the one who started this show back when he was in LA. He brought it to Baltimore with him. I came on, and Justin, uh, you know, uh, got his girlfriend pregnant, and <laughs> they had two kids. So now he's a father of three. Doesn't have incomes, Marty, and uh, and here we. So that's kind of the the, the quick uh, crash course in Rough House podcast history. Yeah, well, it sounds like it's been rather a rough house. Yes, yes, in in so many ways. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's definitely been interesting, at least for me. I, I've been on the show for about a year, and uh, I've learned very quickly something I'm sure you're familiar with. People on the internet don't like change. Yeah, yeah. People on the internet <laughs> don't like change, bro. They don't like change. I think that's safe to say. Uh, but we do appreciate you uh, being a part of us. Of course, uh, your show uh, has, uh, as we learned firsthand, a pretty massive uh, listenership. Um, and uh, we, we appreciate you joining us. And, and hopefully uh, some of your wonderful fans join us uh, for this episode, uh, probably coming off of that centennial number. Uh, it's been a 
crazy week in professional wrestling. Uh, all sorts of craziness going on in, in the world of pro wrestling. What we thought the world of wrestling was on Sunday was very different from where we are today. Uh, and uh, it, it just keeps changing. We thought Survivor Series was going to be a show headlined by Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. Uh, we thought we were going to see AJ Styles and Brock Lesnar round two. And instead... Uh, we have a very, very different show in front of us. Uh, so I have to ask, with a person on the show today who actually has booking experience, what do you think the, the room's like when these massive changes happen? When someone gets popped in the face, can't work a match. When they decide, hey, we're going to put a title on somebody and, and switch things up and, and make a dream match happen in the span of four days. What's the, the, the feel backstage? Well, you know, it's it's hard to say, Marty, because, bro, you got to understand, like, I was there 20 years ago. Sure. And I can tell you things were a lot different. Back <laughs> I can then. imagine. I mean, I can yeah, imagine. back then there were two writers. There was me and Ed. I mean, today oh, okay. there's 22. You, you, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, like, God, bro, I can't tell you. Um, I can't tell you what they're doing today. I'll tell you like what we used to do. Sure, please. When you know, bro, you're gonna get monkey wrenches thrown in the creative. It's mm -hmm. going to happen, bro. Somebody's gonna get hurt. Uh, somebody, you know, their contract is gonna be a contract dispute. There's mm -hmm. a million reasons why you're gonna get a monkey wrench thrown in the mix, and you got to be prepared for it, bro. It happens all the time. It's just like baseball or football. You know, a player gets hurt. Okay, yeah. every team has injuries, you know, but I mean, bro, the thing with me and Ed, like where we always like to start was like, let's take the Becky Lynch uh, incident, for instance, mm -hmm. when something like that happens, the thing that we're the place where we always used to start is, okay, what's logical here, right? Because remember professional right. wrestling, bro, the trick is you still want the people to believe Absolutely. So Absolutely. yeah, you know that's that you that that has never stopped. So you know you you got to be calm and you got to say okay, this really happened. So like, what's the next logical step? And see, like to me, the logical step is you don't let Becky Lynch name in a replacement. Yeah, you know, I mean, we 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 would have never never done because again, bro. Yeah. Let, let, let's be honest. Sure. Let's you know, wrestling still supposed to be real. Okay. Right, right. If if this happened in MMA, is the MMA fighter picking a substitution? <laughs> oh no, no. It's close. it's Data White. It's it's the the guys yeah. backstage. It's it's always some sort of committee or or governing structure that is making it happen. It's not just people going into business for themselves. Yeah, I mean, bro, that whole show on see that 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 if me and Ed are writing that show, a good portion of that show is. Who's gonna Who's gonna replace Becky Lynch? Yeah. Sure, and and we're probably, bro, we're probably gonna hook that and weave that throughout the entire show. We're probably gonna tell a big, uh, you know, a, a, a good story to keep you hooked, to keep you watching the show for the next two hours. That's the way we would have done it. I mean, my God, bro, the laziest booking in the world is okay. <laughs> Becky Lynch is gonna name her opponent. That, that that's why I get so pissed off, guys, with the WWE and the creative. It's like, guys, just put some effort into it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if yeah. you. You want us to watch your show. 
put some effort into the show. I don't think that's asking a lot. So that would have been a main, main angle on sure. on a Tuesday show for us. With that in mind, uh, you know, if if the 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 pencil was in your hand, so to say, uh, do you feel like Charlotte was a natural person to put in that spot, or would you have envisioned sort of a different path to Ronda Rousey? Well, see, bro, that's the thing, man. That's the thing, you guys. Where I like, I just <laughs> guys, can I tell you something? See, now, please, you guys please, gonna get in, please. Are you guys going to get in trouble associating with me? <laughs> Why? No, no. Who knows? <laughs> Chris, are you worried about associating with me? Let it rip, man. Let it okay. rip. Guys, I'm just going to be honest with you. The top of the people at WWE creative-wise, bro, I'm talking Vince. I'm talking Triple H. I'm talking Stephanie. I'm talking if Paul Heyman has anything, Michael mm. Hayes. I don't care who it is, bro. They're not very smart. They're not smart, bro. I'm just I'm gonna yeah. say it. They're I, I would tell them right to their face they're not smart. Bro, they're trying to get over it. this women's evolution, right? Mm-hmm. Well, bro, yeah. make the story go back to the match that Becky and freaking Charlotte had. Mm-hmm. Like, make that the story. That's why Charlotte deserved the, the deserved the spot. And I mean, literally make that the story. That's how you get the women's division over. Yeah. Because the yeah. bottom line is, if I got the pencil freaking because of that match, Charlotte has earned that spot. But, bro... Get that story over. That's yeah. how you would get the woman's, you know, the 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 division over. But for mm-hmm. Becky Lynch to just pick Charlotte, no, no rhyme, no reason. I mean, <laughs> come on, guys. Like you got you gotta do better than that, you know? Yeah, I I I can say at least for myself, uh, I, I don't necessarily mind the idea of Charlotte being in the spot because you know Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey is a match I think fans want to see. Uh, it, certainly, the legacy that Charlotte has, you know, had in the WWE makes it so she would be a prime candidate to go against someone with the clout of a Ronda Rousey. But yeah, I, I can certainly agree that. Just having Becky pick her and then the hug was very strange given everything that happened leading up to it. Just a few weeks ago, they were murdering each other in the middle of New York during Evolution. Now they're pals again. Kind of yeah, a weird and, you know, term. guys, like with all due respect, I mean, you know, the women and, you know, Stephanie's out there every week and they want to be looked equal to the men. And, bro, I'm... I, it seems to me like the women are freaking hugging and crying every week. <laughs> I, I mean, with all the yeah. guys, the guys aren't yeah. out there hugging and crying. Like this is still wrestling. This is still supposed to be competition and competitive, and everybody should be wanting to be the best. And I mean, them hugging each other and putting each other over. For, it's like, like, may, what? What do you guys want to be? Do you want to be women? Or do you want to do? Do you want to be men? Like what? What? What yeah. side do you want to be on? Go ahead, Chris. That's the exact point I brought up once ago, talking about how at the end of the May Young Classic, and at Evolution, and at the end of Brooklyn, the first one or the second, I had that awesome match. Well, of Triple H bringing out flowers like it's some like no, these are gladiators. These are women warriors. They just went out there and gave it their all, like patronizing them to to 
to just deliver flowers at the end of an yeah, and think about that too, Chris. That's a good point. Think about that. Professional wrestlers and flowers. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, think of right. like I, I never, I never even thought about that before because like I, I wasn't even paying attention to it. But think <laughs> about how ridiculous that is. Yeah, it you, is. You you don't see Finn Balor getting a thing of flowers after he wins the NXT title. You don't see Roman Reigns finally defeating Brock Lesnar and being yeah. handed uh, a, a bouquet. It, yeah. It's definitely a, a, a strange pick when, as they state time and time again, it's an equal playing field. Our yeah. women are the same as our men. Men, They're all superstars. The, the fact that they kind of continue to pigeonhole as – um, these these special sweet moments contradicts the viciousness that usually leads up to it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Yep. Um, so on the other side of that, one of the big changes we saw in professional wrestling this week was a brand new world champion on the SmackDown side, Daniel Bryan, uh, surprisingly getting a title shot, being shot right into the main event of Survivor Series. And at the same time, seemingly turning heel in the process uh again speaking with a man who uh has been involved in more angles than we ever will be uh where do you sit in this realm of a guy who has been the ultimate underdog going against one of the most vicious champions of all time in brock lesnar but now they're both evil apparently well it's, guys like i i Honestly, I don't even know how this works. So, like, are are the titles <laughs> on the line in Survivor Series or no? No, no. no, uh, no it's just an it's, exhibition. Exactly. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> you would not believe, guys, I'm telling you. You would not believe how petty the WWE is unless you work there. Yeah. And 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 bro, to be such a big conglomerate and, uh, you know, publicly traded company and blah, 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 the acts, the acts of pettiness like you would not even believe. Mm -hmm. And, bro, I think Sunday is going to tell us a lot, a lot, because at the end of the day, like my inclination, because I know the WWE, I know how they work. Is freaking Daniel Bryan mm. going to get ragdoll as a punishment for going to Saudi Arabia? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. You, bro, that's how they work. Yeah. So where yeah. it looks like, oh, he beat AJ and eh, no, bro, he could have beaten AJ and now they could be feeding him to the wolves. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. This is the, this is, this is you yeah. standing in the corner with a dunce cap on your head because they, they're going to go right back to AJ and Daniel Bryan anyway. You know what I'm right. saying? So like, right. Right. I, I think I, bro, I'm telling you, I think Sunday is going to tell you a lot about that company. Yeah, unfortunately, the past few years, Survivor Series has had a very clear message of Raw is important, SmackDown isn't, and here is probably another, what, five, six-hour show coming up on Sunday that's going to tell oh. us the exact same thing that you waste your time every <laughs> Tuesday. Bro, I swear to God, and, and again, I understand because, you know, they were promoting the hell out of that uh, Crown Jewel gimmick. I understand that. This has to be the least anticipated, like, big show in yeah. the history of the WWE. I swear to God, bro, outside of those two matches, Charlotte and uh, bro, I couldn't even tell. I don't. I don't know what the teams are. I don't <laughs> care what the teams are. 
I don't even know what else is on the show. I have no, they've promoted this <laughs> thing horribly. And like I said, yeah. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, you know, cause they were, you know, they were plugging away with that crown jewel. And then all of a sudden it was the survivor series is in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This has to be the least anticipated big show like ever. It's it's definitely probably towards the bottom, unless you count some of the the real painful years in the the mid nineties where it looked like you know Titan was going to fall apart. This is definitely one of the the more uh, painful eras uh, for those big shows. A question to you though: It's clear you still watch the product. It's it's clear you still watch professional wrestling. You still clearly watch WWE. What does Vince Russo like about modern WWE? Uh, bro, I, I hate I hate wrestling, man. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. I have to watch these shows because it's part of what the I do on the Realm Network. At this point, I gotta though, watch these shows, guys. If I was not doing this for a living, there yeah. is no way in hell I'd be watching wrestling. So no, nothing, no promotion. You? No, no, not even outside of WWE. Nobody not is even, is showing that spark not, where you're like, ah, oh, this could be no. the guy or the moment. No, be, oh. because, because I have absolutely zero no faith in their creative. So Fair. like even even if they have something good. Even if they have something that could be, uh, you know, ha have a lot of potential, you know, they're going to blow it. Per perfect case in point, guys. The show Ro Roman Reigns comes out and says, I got leukemia. And yeah. then the end of the show, mm -hmm. they, tur they turn Daniel Bryant. I was the first one to say that is brilliant. Uh, I mean, Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant, yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I put it over like a million bucks. But what I said was, Okay, guys, what <laughs> are you going to do next week? Yeah. And that, that's what I'm no. talking about, bro. That right. was a great time to do it. They had balls in doing that. I yeah. was 100% with them. I put them over. What have they done since? That, yeah. that's what, so how, how can you get excited about it when they, 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 they finally create a big moment and then they they never know what to do with it, bro. How do you how 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 could you not create a TV magic with Bray Wyatt and uh, uh, which I'm gonna call it um Matt Hardy? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How, no, how how can you drop the ball <laughs> with those two personalities? Yeah, uh, I mean, we we've talked about this many times in, in in past episodes. Go ahead, listen to the back catalog, guys. Um, but we've <laughs> we've talked about this in past episodes that you know a, a guy like a Bray Wyatt could have been a modern day Undertaker, no, even no. a modern day Kane. If you want to, no. if you want to, they didn't down. they didn't even have to do any work. They didn't have to write no. the guys exactly. Promos. You know, the guy's coming up with all his own stuff. All they got to do is give them the storylines. That's right. all they have to do. Create storylines. He'll do the rest. Bro, if you can't get Bray Wyatt over, you yeah. can't get anybody over, bro. I'm, I'm serious. And, and now you're kind of seeing shades shades of that with Elias, too, now. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. how, how how is yeah. this guy not 50 times more over now than he should be? Uh, yeah, I took the words out of my mouth on him because the, the thing that's so frustrating, you, you talk about a few weeks ago, Roman Reigns came out, I have leukemia, they did the turn. 
I said on this very program, one of the things that I've always loved about WWE through the years is when they're up against a wall, whether it's they have competition or a guy, you know top names injured or something like that, they usually fire back. And that first week, you had Dean turning heel. You had Elias looking like he was going to be one of the next big faces for the company. All these different things. And I went, oh, this could be it. This could be the moment. They could fall face first into something good. And thus far, they've delivered on approximately none of it. And yeah. it, it yeah. does make it frustrating to watch week in and week out, especially when, you know, from my perspective, I think they have a great group of guys ready to come up from the NXT I side. I and I, I get scared that they're going to get that phone call. I'm happy they're getting paid, but then I get worried, oh, they're, they're going to be paid on a show that doesn't really recognize what they can do. Yeah, no, uh, you know, absolutely. I mean, bro, I wish I was working with this roster of talent. Yeah, it's this, insane this, how talented between this roster are. of talent and the roster that I worked with. And there's so much freaking potential. But it's like, bro, it's like you got to feed the machine. You know, like mm -hmm. when you got in Austin and when you got a rock and guys like this, you got to feed them the material every week. Your material, your creative has to be as good as their performance. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening, bro, here. You've got guys that are going out there and performing, but the material is not living up to their potential. So, so what's happening is the creative is pulling them down. Right. That right. That's what's happening. When you got guys that are stars, bro, you've got to match their talent with your creative. Then when you got the two things, you know, cooking on all four burners, now you're going to start getting people over. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Let me ask Chris, you this. Back, back in the day when yeah. you were, yeah, back in the day when you were in the, uh, in the WWE, who were, who were the most collaborative performers that, you know, if you say you go to, to a performer and say, all right, I have this idea, you know, can everybody, you, everybody, everybody, <laughs> everybody, bro. And that's exactly how I used to do it, Chris. Yeah. Okay, Rock, this is what we got for you tonight. Yeah. Rock would sit there. Okay. Well, it wasn't that night, bro. First of all, first of all, <laughs> yeah. when I would have Rock stuff during the week or Austin stuff during the week, DX, whoever it was, they were contacted way before they got to TV. Right. I'm so sure. Now they know what, the, what our plan is. Now they've got about two or three days to think about it. Yeah. So now by the time we get to Raw, I'm getting with Rocket. I'm getting with Austin. I'm saying, okay, guys, like this is what we're going to do. What we're going to do. They would have had three days to think about it. Yeah. And now they're saying, okay, okay, you know, bro, that's great. What if we add this? What if we do this? It was always, always, bro, a group effort. It was always, never did I dictate to anybody, right. here's sure. the script. This is what you guys are doing. Never, bro. Talent was always a big part of creative, always. And and it feels that like these days, obviously, I have no idea. I'm not backstage and don't see how these things work. But it seems like I, I don't know if, if if everybody just doesn't have that knowledge of their own characters, or if they don't care to really contribute, or this this get to death, just, they bro. do when it gets bro. These guys going through NXT, bro, they have literally been trained. Keep your mouth shut and do whatever they tell you to do. Bro, I got to tell you, when you're a star, when you're in Austin, when you're a rock, okay, bro, first of all, you're not going to keep your mouth shut because you're not going to be able to. 
Okay, bro, because part of being a wrestler is you're very, very creative. So they're not going to help themselves but but be creative. Number two, bro, they're going to have the confidence in themselves, whereas, okay, bro, if I if I suggest something and they fire me, guess what, bro? I am good enough that I'm going to land on my feet somewhere else. You see what I'm saying? So they, Absolutely. They, got, they, got, they got the fear of God in them to open up their mouths. So, you know, so now everybody's stuck in the middle. Everybody's mediocre. Okay. Where if they had confidence in their ability, they would speak out to what they really thought. And if they did get fired, they'd be okay. No problem. I'll, I'll, I'll go be successful somewhere else. Your loss, not mine. So to, to that point, uh, how does Vince Russo feel about guys like say, uh, and I recognize running down the smart favorites here, but still, uh, uh, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, who are basically saying, I'm going to define my legacy. I'm going to try to build out what I want to see in the world of pro wrestling. Do you do you think they're doing the right thing? Do you think long term this is the best route? Or do you think at some point it's going to fall apart for them? Well, you know, bro, again, it all depends on it all depends on what their personal goals are. Sure. Okay, bro, because the bottom line is, you know, bro, if if you're all about the money, mm-hmm. okay, and that's why some of the people in the WWE, you know, shut their mouths, don't say a word, and collect the paycheck. Right. Okay, bro, you got some people that are like that, but if you're all about the creative and the goals and how far can I go and uh, you know, I mean, you know, you know, aspirations and dreams and whatnot. That's the route to go, because being under the thumb of the WWE, bro, you're only going to be able to go so far. Sure you're, you're, sure. you're not going to be able to control your fate and your destiny. If that's important to you, then you've got to do what those guys are doing. Yeah, well, and then those guys are doing pretty well on their own, and I hope yeah. that it continues because they're really setting, they're kind of paving the way for that, you know, because it was always to the point you got to get the WWE, that's where you're going to be successful and get the money and everything, and these guys are proving that you don't need that. Um, I want to ask you a quick math question. So breaking down like a, a pro wrestler, like pro wrestler math. What percentage of it is in-ring ability? What percentage of it is promo skills? What percentage of it is, you know, psychology and and, and mannerisms and stuff like that? And how much of it is a catchphrase? (laughs) Wow. I mean, bro, it's, it's, it's a, it's a little bit of everything, man. I mean, you know, the, the, the character and the psychology and the work, it really is a little bit of everything. And if you don't have all those tools, you're not going to get over. Bro, when I say get over, I'm not talking about to, to the freaking NXT marks. I'm talking about <laughs> when you walk through an airport, everybody knows who you are. Okay, that that's over to yeah. me. If you don't have all three tools, you're, you're never going to get over. And you can look at guys that had two out of the three, one out of the three. Bro, unless, unless you got the ring psychology, the work, and the character, which is vital you're you're gonna go so far so with that in mind i know you mentioned bray wyatt earlier and you talked about you know sort of what they lost by not really letting him and matt hardy have free reign over what they were doing 
to a, a Vince Russo, is there a, a diamond in the rough? Yeah, is there a guy who is hasn't necessarily been put and in that spot? And, and and they they they'll miss it. They'll miss it, bro. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, they're they're not smart. I'm just telling you, bro. I I've I've watched enough of these shows now. Sure, I've been in that position, and they're they're not smart. They're, but is it is there a they're, guy they're, in particular who who has you know taken your interest and you wish they'd put one, the rocket on him and shoot him to the moon? One million percent Drew McIntyre should be the guy. Yeah. One yeah. million percent, bro. One, and I, I promise you, he will wind up being just another wrestler on the card. <laughs> I broke my heart you, with that. I yeah, I know, I know, I know how they are. I see it every week, bro. He they should have made that last show. What was it? A oh, crown jewel. Yeah, that should have been a freaking three way. That should have mm -hmm. been the storyline and they should have put the belt on Drew McIntyre and he should be the guy. He certainly does seem to have all the tools and hopefully, I mean, this week and, and I recognize I'm 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 just pulling at straws here, but it sounded like this week he started calling it his WWE and all these different things. Sounds like they're, they're getting close. They're getting so close, but you're right. Uh, decades of watching this goddamn show has taught me that yeah it's probably not gonna work out great <laughs> yeah. so i'm just gonna ask this what the hell let's see if you can figure this out why do you think wrestling fans in general myself and chris included why do you think we keep sticking around throughout all of these rough patches what what do you think still grabs well bro listen <laughs> we we got to understand the term marks. Mm -hmm. Okay, bro. I am a mark of many, many things. Mm -hmm. Okay. And bro, here's the one thing about me. And I'll use this as an example. If I'm a mark for somebody, bro, I'm going to kind of stay true to them forever. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Here's a perfect case in point. I, I remember when I was 16 years old, like I bought my very first kiss album. Okay, bro. So you're talking about, bro, you're talking 41 years ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've been a Kiss fan for 40 years. Yeah. Okay, bro. I've gone through the whole gamut, you know, Ace and Peter yeah. leaving and then them being replaced and then putting Ace and Peter's makeup on, uh, you know, Tommy. And I I've been through the whole gamut. Okay. Right. There's a was lot for of loving things. you. And What's that? Uh, he was saying, I was made uh, for loving yeah. you. Oh. I was, thank you, thank you, thank you, Chris. So, guys, as, as I got you. Man, there were a lot of things I did not like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, a lot of things I did not like. However, if Kiss were to come out with an album tomorrow, I would buy it. Mm hmm. Because I'm loyal to the band, I'm loyal to the brand, I'm loyal to Gene Simmons. So I, I am a mark mm -hmm. for the, the band Kiss. Mm -hmm. Bro, it's, I'm a mark for a million things. There's nothing wrong with being a mark, okay? Mm -hmm. Here's where the problem comes, bro. Mm -hmm. When you start becoming obsessed with it. <laughs> when you cross yeah. that line bro and it becomes an obsession guys i'm telling you here on the realm network i do a show every week castrating the marks 
Yep. Bro, when you listen to Keller and Meltzer and Shera and Johnson and Satin, when you listen to these guys week after week after week like I do, bro, bro, there is no doubt they've convinced themselves that wrestling is real. <laughs> and that, that, that's not a joke. I'm not saying that as a joke. Listen to them talk. They've convinced themselves that wrestling is real. Bro, those are the only people left really watching the show. I, I mean, let's face it. The, bro, the casual fans are yeah. gone. Yeah. But the obsessive, this shit is real. Bro, th those fans are going to be there forever. But. Yeah. I mean, come on, bro. During the Attitude Era, we had 8 million people watching the show. Right, right. They've lost 6 million people along the way. Yeah. I mean, th th that's a big chunk of your audience. They, Bro, they've literally taken a worldwide audience, and they've somehow they've somehow chop chopped that down to a niche market. Yeah. That, that's what they've done. And now what makes it even worse is they're catering towards that niche market bro if you cater to that niche market you're never going to get the world back mm -hmm. unfortunately uh it seems at least that perspective is helping them out on the financial side for now yeah. oh for yeah now. no bro we we yeah. did that at tna man you guys oh, remember sure. don west yeah yeah oh, bro, that that the strategy of the wwe has gone from we we've we're selling to the entire world mm -hmm. they've gone from that to the dawn west me method of selling we've got this niche market now mm -hmm. now we're gonna bang every one of these people over the head for every dollar we can get that that's what they're doing meanwhile what i'm saying is bro make your show better Mm -hmm. If you make your show better, you get some of the casual fans back. More people will watch your show. Bro, the more eyeballs you have on your show, those are customers. So my point is, I don't care how much yeah. money you're making. I'm not debating that. I know oh, sure, you're making sure. a shitload of money. But if the show was actually good, how many more customers would you have? hundred uh, percent. And, and I've long thought that, yeah, they're getting this ridiculous 500 million or whatever it is contract. What happens five years down the line when it's up for renewal, uh, to, to sort of that point, because over the past decade plus you've been involved in what has been the closest to being a number two in TNA. Do you think there is a space still in this world Beyond just, oh, they're, you know, they've lost 6 million viewers or whatever it is. Do you think there's a space in this world for number two? And what do you think it would take to capture that? Guys, I don't know if there is because, bro, listen, especially in my case, the, the, mm -hmm. the, the, only, the, only, the only thing people can say to me is television ratings don't matter. Okay, bro, if TV ratings don't matter, then why don't we all have a show on television? <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, bro, yeah. TV ratings matter to Absolutely. the TV networks. Bro, USA Network does not give a shit about the WWE Saudi Arabia deal. USA Network does not give a shit about the WWE Network. But my point is, bro, in order to be a number two, you got to have TV, okay? 
bro, when you're a television network and you're considering wrestling, bro, the only thing you have to look at is the declining numbers of the WWE. You see what I'm saying, bro? The Absolutely. WWE, the ratings have gone down 15 years in a row. So, like, if I'm a yeah. network, that's the data I'm looking at. So they're looking at the wrestling business as being like, you know, especially in the television game, mm -hmm. a dying breed. I mean, bro, yeah, which you call it? Impact is not going to get renewed on their numbers. Yeah, they, they they're gonna they're gonna renew a show on ninety eight thousand viewers. <laughs> but because yeah. that's yeah. what. So in other words, bro, a number two cannot exist without being on TV. And getting that deal on TV is going to be almost impossible, bro. Yeah, and you satellite and how many networks that there are now that there may be more popping up, but you know, really uh, being the case. And and myself, you know, you talked about how you were a mark for Kiss. I'm a mark for Lucha Underground. That's my mm -hmm. shit. I love it. It's so ridiculous and bonkers. It it just scratches a whole bunch of itches that I have together. Uh, but you know, I just saw that their finale, which is finale, only pulled in fifty thousand viewers. Yeah, and that is that's just dreadful. Bro, like I said, my success was that. That's why, like, people like, bro, they want to discredit me and this and that. Bro, all I did was follow the numbers. That's all I did because, yeah. bro, it wasn't about my opinion. It wasn't about who I liked. It wasn't about who I wanted to push. It was those numbers. Those numbers are the only facts that you have. So you got to look at the numbers every week. Who are they watching? Who are they turning the channel when 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 so and so? You've got to break down and study those numbers. If if uh, Drew McIntyre is getting over, the numbers are telling you that. Right. You give them more Drew McIntyre. Yeah. If yeah. nobody's watching uh, Samoa Joe, you pull back on Samoa Joe, bro. Right, it's right. that simple. It literally is that simple. What are they watching? What are they getting into? Give them more of what they like and eliminate what they don't. Nobody's doing that anymore. <laughs> it had nothing to do with, oh, Vince Russo's a genius. No, bro. I let the audience tell me this is what we want. When they yeah. tell you what you want and you give it to them, your numbers are going to go up. It's not freaking rocket science. <laughs> TV 101, really. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's that the simple. But ever, yeah. bro, bro, there's so many egos involved in wrestling and yeah. everybody wanting to get their way and everybody wanting to get their guys in. And the only facts you have are the freaking numbers. Bro, do you know, do you know this past show, guys? Between hour one and hour three, the WWE lost six hundred thousand viewers. That's brutal. How how are people that's, not that's bothered brutal. over that? Yeah, like how, how are head six hundred thousand people you lost in three hours? What does yeah. that tell you about your show, bro? You didn't freaking hook them. They tuned yeah. in wanting to watch it. You didn't yeah. give them reasons to stay. Yeah, well, I'm sure wow. someone in in Stanford, Connecticut, was like, "Well, it was a really good football game." So yeah, everyone's exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, let me ask you this: You have um, experience working with uh, with Triple H from back in the day. He's pretty much primed 
to take over the company if and when uh, Vince McMahon ever stops being in charge of the company for whatever. Uh, with Triple H in charge, there will be a noticeable. I think we might have lost. Oh. Presented. Uh, I, I I think I understood what Chris was asking there. We lost you a little bit on 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 the connection there, Chris. Uh, I I think what he was asking is, with if no, and when it's gonna suck. Yeah, it's gonna Triple suck. H will suck. <laughs> Triple H will suck. Guys, let let, let me let me yeah. tell you, bro. Here's the problem. And this this is why I'm 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 sitting here in Colorado, okay, bro. And you guys know all this. You you guys will know everything I'm going to tell you, bro. They're all in that wrestling bubble, mm-hmm. okay, bro. And they're all in that wrestling bubble, protecting their spots. Right. And and they're so they're so intertwined in that wrestling bubble. They've lost all sight of real life how people act, what people really say, what people want to see, what people want to like. They, they, Bro, they're so freaking close. I'll give you a perfect example. Anybody watching Monday's show, when freaking Becky comes out and gets the best of Ronda Rousey, and then Ronda Rousey is sitting in that ring for five minutes at the end of the show, and she's making mean faces at Becky. <laughs> Bro, anybody anybody like me is sitting home and saying this is the this is the this is the world's most dangerous woman. She's making mean faces <laughs> right. at a girl that just freaking attacked. Bro, they don't see shit like that because right, right. that's what you do in wrestling. But they don't see to normal people where like this is the world's most dangerous woman. They they should they they should be needing the ninety first brigade to be keeping her back from back. <laughs> Absolutely, but bro, they don't see that yeah. shit. And bro, what it is is they're all in the protect my spot mode. Mm-hmm. They don't want anybody coming from the outside that's going to challenge them or God forbid be better than them. So anybody that can make a difference is on the outside looking in. So the fact of the matter is with Triple H, bro, you're gonna get you're gonna get very much the same because they've lost all perspective of what normal people see yeah. as entertaining. Well, that that is a bleak spot to to wrap up on. But before we wrap up, I kind of I kind of want to just ask. Bro, he's like another question. Remember he, he, something <laughs> like this. Freaking yes. the guy, uh, Dean Ambrose has got the fire going yeah. in a parking garage. Why is he in a parking garage? I got no idea. <laughs> but anyway, bro, he, okay, l- l- again, l- let's look at this logically. Yeah. Dean Ambrose, oh, Seth Rollins, I want an answer. I want an answer. I want an answer. Here comes Dean Ambrose on the screen, burns the vest. Okay. Where, where did Rollins go from the ring? To the <laughs> where, where did he go home? Where, I, where I asked the exact the same question at home. That's what I'm talking about, bro. Yes. That's what every person at home is asking. Yes. Wait a minute. Bro, you want an answer and you're a big tough guy? Go get an answer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, bro, you never see Rollins again. Right. They, bro, they don't see that shit. They don't see any of that shit. So here, here Rollins is supposed to be a badass. Bro, yeah. you want answers? Go freaking beat the answers out of the guy. Don't go to freaking catering. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he had a really his favorite brand of hummus in there. Yeah, I, I guess know. so, bro. 
<laughs> but, well, but that's what I'm talking about, bro. They don't see that stuff. Uh, I, unfortunately, and and I wish they did. Uh, I swear to God, bro. If if I was if I was writing that segment for Austin, and oh, yeah. I wrote it that way, Steve would have looked at me like, "Okay, then what?" I don't know, Steve. That's it. Segment. <laughs> yeah, over. yeah. You just run to the back, and that's it. <laughs> what, do you mean? what do you mean, segment? I mean, bro. I'm telling you, like, I I couldn't even imagine having <laughs> trying to sell Steve Austin that segment. <laughs> um so all, all that being said if i may and i recognize it was a it was quite a while ago i want to try to try to bounce back to a positive side of things a younger vince russo you know you you work your way up you're working on the magazine and then you started finally working on creative in wwf what was it like booking your first ever angle what do you remember what it was do you remember how it went just trying to get a picture of the bright-eyed, bushy-tailed Vince bro, Russo. Not, not really, bro, because it was never really booking an angle. It was okay. writing a television show. Sure. You know what I'm saying, bro? And, like, we we had one week to write a two-hour television show. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's really how we looked at it, bro. Like, we got a two-hour television show. It wasn't like a, a particular angle or a particular match. How are we going to keep the most amount of people tuned into this show for two hours? That's gotcha, it. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 that simple. Everything came off of that. Awesome, awesome. And looking back, is there is, is there any major regret you say you would have about your time in pro wrestling that you wish well, you could bro, take? I, I, if, if I knew then what I knew now, I would have never gotten a wrestling business. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shoot bro I, I bro people ask me my advice how do i become a writer in the rest i'm like bro don't you don't, yeah, don't, don't become no. a writer in trust no. me go yeah. there's a million other things you can write for you yeah. do not go to professional wrestling to be a writer bro if i could do it all over again like i i would not have done it all over again i'll i'll, I'll tell you my biggest regret bro to be honest with you and my biggest regret is i made I made wrestling my priority mm -hmm. even before my family. And and, and not yeah. really wrestling. I made my job. I made my job, bro, yeah. more important than my family. And I I regret that with every freaking fiber in my body. Well, I think that's a lesson all of us can take to heart. Uh, Vince Rousseau, we thank you so much for being a part of the show. Uh, where Thank can people so find you across the web, dear sir? Yeah, well, obviously, bro, on the uh, on the Realm Network, and we're doing like ten shows a week now. Um, Goodness, yeah, just go to Russo'sBrand.com, bro. It's under a dollar a week for ten shows a week. Um, yeah. And plus, I just started a show on Westwood One Podcast. It drops every Saturday night, and it's called Truth with Consequences. Um, we just started that show about six weeks ago. Um, drops midnight on Saturday night. Uh, check that out, too. Awesome. Well, Vince Russo, always full of very strong opinions. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Rough House Podcast. It was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, anytime you guys want you me, do. let me know, bro. It was a, it was a joy it. for me to do as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, sir. All right. Thank take you. care, guys. Do you have an upcoming no DQ, barbed wire, steel cage, first blood, loser leaves town, tampon on the pole, boiler room brawl, ambulance, buried alive, casket gauntlet, a stretcher match coming up? Then you need to visit the Foreign Object Warehouse for all of your foreign object needs. 
Need a sack full of thumbtacks? We got it. A baseball bat wrapped in bacon and barbed wire? We got it. A two by four with a nail in it? We got it. A kendo stick? We got it. A guitar to support your rock or country star gimmick? We got it. A bedpan for those visits to the local medical facility? We got it. Gardening shears a la Brutus Beefcake? We got it. An Irish shillelagh for St. Patrick's Day? We got it. A bullwhip, urn, scepter, cane, megaphone, nightstick, sledgehammer, or brass knuckles? We get it. That's right. Foreign Object Warehouse is your one-stop shop for any and all foreign objects you might need before heading out to the big upcoming show. Conveniently located at 303150 Generic Boulevard in Parts Unknown, Foreign Object Warehouse is here to arm you to ensure a dirty victory. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Where the only thing foreign to us is high prices. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse. Where cheaply manufactured tables, ladders, and chairs are born. Foreign Object Warehouse. Foreign Object Warehouse will not be held responsible if you lose via disqualification, get buried alive, run over by a gold Lincoln, or go blind from a face full of baby powder. Hi, everybody. This is pro wrestling legend Jim Cornette, and you're listening to The Rough House. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. Uh, even more Rough House podcast in this super extended episode of the show. Yeah, we're uh, supplementing our uh, our great talk with Vince Russo with a little bit of a, a breakdown or a, uh, a preview more so of the this weekend's big shows in the world of the WWE uh, in regards to NXT TakeOver War Games and Survivor Series. So once again, thanks to Vince Russo for yeah. joining us and uh, thanks to uh, to Mark from the Realm Network for hooking that up. Uh, dude has some really good insight and uh, very excited that we were able to, to land that. So um, a lot of stuff happened over the talked about with Vince, but we're going to get into that and our opinions on all that on the Patreon. Make sure we got you previews for the, the two big shows this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. So the first up is Saturday Staples Center. That's, yeah, you know, big time for NXT. Not to say they haven't done big arenas before, but Staples Center is like, that's a that's a that's a big arena. You know, that's a big it legendary is. arena. Very, very is, large. Oh, sorry, is it ahead. sold out? I, I don't think it is. Uh, it, it is not. Um, in fact, it's actually <laughs> one of the the uh, unfortunate storylines uh, about this weekend. Uh, it, it's as they're doing for the you know quote unquote big four, although I guess it's big five now with Money in the Bank yeah. uh, shows. They are doing a four night stand in one arena, so all four nights are going to be from the Staples Center. Uh, we've got NXT Takeover on Saturday, uh, Survivor Series on Sunday, Raw on Monday, and SmackDown on Tuesday. And only Survivor Series is sold out. Yeah, I, I got to imagine that, you know, extending the four night stands to that many times. WrestleMania week, I get to a lesser extent, Rom, uh, SummerSlam, I get. But for the Rumble and for uh, Survivor Series and Money in the Bank, that's yeah. a lot. Even for a major market, which they are all in the majority yeah. of the time, um, that's a lot of a commitment to get somebody to come out four nights at the same arena. I feel like doing two and two is probably a better business um, yeah. venture for them to do. Do two in L.A. and then go to fucking San Diego or something. Somewhere that's not that San far Jose, away. Yeah, somewhere you know, where it is. Somewhere relatively close where if they somebody wanted to go to all four shows, they could. But, you right. know you get a fresh set of eyes on half the shows. So you're not, you know, people don't have to dedicate, uh, let's see, three, five, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 to 14 hours over four days to your product. So that's the fun part because as professional wrestling is wont to do, there are other shows going on around it because uh, as we're recording, we're recording this Thursday night. NXT is taping in San Jose. They're doing a TV taping for after TakeOver, which is kind of weird. I don't know if it's going to give away yes. anything, but just weird. be wary, those of you searching on the internet. 
And Friday night, uh, that's the Joey Janela Lost in Los Angeles or whatever it's called show uh, right. being put on by GCW, uh, headlined by David Arquette versus Nick Gage. Um, yes. Then David Arquette filling in for an injured Joey Ryan, I believe. Yeah, I I didn't know that match could get stranger, but sure enough, it did. So uh, if you are a massive professional wrestling fan and you are near Los Angeles this weekend, uh, you've got a lot to go see. Um, And I can certainly say that uh, the secondary market is making some of it cheaper. My understanding is SmackDown tickets can be bought for as little as $9 right now. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, uh, That's hurting. And especially after... Coming off of what happened on SmackDown this week, which again we'll get into on the Patreon. But, yeah, uh, you know yeah, if you're in, totally that, it, shook up what we're yes. going to see on Sunday. Uh, truly, and, truly did. Yeah, I, and and we're we're going to get into that uh, again on the Patreon episode. But let's focus on what we're seeing this weekend from the WWE. Yes, kicking off with what could be uh, in a, a year filled with amazing NXT shows, the NXT show of the year. Yeah, uh, as NXT Takeover War Games pops off Saturday night from los angeles california only four matches as opposed to the traditional five of takeover uh because these matches are anticipated running long we are getting uh, a a uh, much looked forward to singles match in the taping before right. uh as matt riddle uh having come off his debut is going to be going against uh cassius <laughs> ono the former chris hero yeah. Um, very excited for that. I'm bummed it didn't get to make the main takeover card, but, uh, Hey, that's going to be something good to watch over the long Thanksgiving weekend on, uh, NXT on the network for sure. And that's a treat for the, uh, the people in attendance at the Staples center. Um, so yeah, very much looking forward to that. They usually take at least two matches, uh, before right. they go live, maybe another women's match, perhaps. Um, if I would, you know, if I had to venture, I guess I would say that. Um, but yeah, so the main, uh, war games card they're, they're the the roster on nxt is so ridiculously stacked with talent right now yeah it's 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 shocking but they were you know with the war games format they're able to get a lot of those competitors on the card whereas in a normal five match uh, takeover card a lot of these people probably wouldn't have a match so it's it's exciting that all these people are on there. So uh, we have first, um, what would be, I don't even know the order they're going to do these in. Uh, yeah, I would guess they might be kicking off with a two out of three falls NXT Women's Championship match as Shayna Baszler defends against Kyrie Sane. This is a rematch coming off of WWE Evolution. Uh, this is the third match in their series. They're tied one and one. So what better way to fix it up than by having a match where someone has to break a tie literally? Was this um, their fourth match? Did we go over this last week? Or we're not counting the May Young Classic? Uh, I'm I'm not counting May Young uh, okay. just because All this right. is this is their third for the title. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Um. I I'm very much looking forward to this match because I've enjoyed the the previous two. Uh, mm-hmm. you have wild cards now with one the stipulation of two out of three falls. You mm-hmm. also have the two other horsewomen, uh, Marina yeah. Shafir and um uh fuck uh, I can never remember the. Yes, I never remember the other one's name. One of these days, you will remember <laughs> Jessamine Duke's name, and I will be so proud of you, Chris. <laughs> but they're out there, so you got to wonder if maybe um, Kyrie Sane is going to recruit some backup uh, to have her back in mm-hmm. this match. If not, uh, there's going to be a crazy disadvantage. Um, yeah, j- just with Baszler's ruth- ruthlessness and with the two uh, women out there as well. Um, but I think that it's it's Baszler who will retain and keep keep carrying on the uh, the NXT 
Women's Championship going on to a new feud. Sane had uh, had her cup of a uh, cup of coffee with the title. She, Put it in the fucking treasure chest, which I will forever adore. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, and not to say she couldn't give another shot down the line. But I think, uh, I think maybe, uh, maybe Baszler uh, will retain and and keep going here. So I, I feel like they booked themselves in a little bit of a corner here. Okay, because the natural inclination I would have is so Plucky Face won the title unexpectedly. Face got the shit kicked out of her and lost the belt due to interference. Uh-huh. This would tell me that the plucky face should get the comeuppance and surprise the world by coming from behind and getting two out of three falls. Yeah. That being said, I think it's too soon for Baszler to lose. So I I don't really know what they do yeah. here. I mean, if, if, if I, you know, had, had the all seeing eye into this, a I'd bet in professional wrestling, which in general sounds like a bad idea, but I'd know where things are going. So I could do that. Uh, but B, I feel like, especially because we are getting horsewoman versus horsewoman at Survivor Series, technically, yeah, so that there would be money in having Baszler lose here and then having Baszler, Duke, and um, uh, Shafir run interference on Charlotte versus Ronda. There's no saying that they couldn't still do that. They could absolutely still do that. I also kind of wonder, though, would it be too soon, too much for Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir to, you know, get bounced up that fast? I just feel like they've booked themselves in a corner. I, I, my gut tells me either Kyrie Sane sneaks out a win or they tie it and we get some shenaniganry so no one wins a third fall. Okay. All right. Oh, I know dusty finishes don't happen a lot in NXT. Yeah, and that's also why I think they could get away with it. I think it maybe so rare. Do we maybe get an EO Shirai uh, appearance? Uh, oh, helping oh out no doubt, no doubt. But I, I definitely there, there's part of me that says that for both competitors, they have too much to lose by actually losing. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think Zane can can survive with the loss. Um, I think she's um adorable enough to to persevere uh and and still be over with the fans you know and Baszler is legit so that her legitimacy yeah. adds a little bit more to that um so then also we have and i actually think this match will start the show Alistair Black and Johnny Gargano yeah um the grudge match with uh with with Gargano being uh having admitted to attacking Alistair Black and and you know he his justifications were okay i i, I did enjoy his his cell phone promo outside of full sale Mm-hmm. Though um, mm-hmm. last week's episode, he did a really good job with that. I wonder how many takes that took. Just, I mean, not to say he couldn't do it in one, but you know, with, with stuff like that, I always, you know, from somebody who who works in broadcasting, I always wonder if pre-tape stuff, how many takes they do. Um, right. But that match should be a fucking barn burner. Yeah, you know, Black coming back from his injury uh, with full of piss and vinegar, all upset, and Johnny, you know, doing his weird deviation to the dark side here. I'm very excited to see how this one plays out. I think mm-hmm. that Alistair Black gets his revenge, though. I, I think so as well because I think that's the only way. Because I think we can all agree the 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 third act of this Johnny Gargano story is he goes back to being the pure force of good. Yes. That he has been. I think he has to lose to build himself back up. Right. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they finally blow off uh, Chopper Gargano during Mania weekend. Um, right. But where it stands, Black needs to win. And then after that, uh, 
see him on SmackDown on Tuesday. I, I I really think that this there isn't much left for him to do, and I think he would benefit by finally <sighs> going to the main roster. It's such a bittersweet on thing paper. To do. On paper, as I as I said during our our talk with uh, Vince Russo. <laughs> yeah. I know it's, it's it's very bittersweet to even hear NXT call up these days because a lot of right, these people are right. favorites. Um, and you know, at least one person's getting called up. That always happens during these four day weekends. Yeah, and you know what? And the more I think about it, I think an Alistair Black um, and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura program for the U.S. title yeah. would be something fantastic, and I very much want to see um, Black and Almas uh, more. Yeah, we'll run that back. That sounds that awesome. Back. I'm fine with that. You know, I think even Alistair Black and Jeff Hardy could have some really fun, mm-hmm. exciting matches. Ray Mysterio. Uh, Alistair Black and AJ Styles. I was building to that, but yes. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay. And of course, Alistair Black and AJ Styles. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah. And even Daniel Bryan, too. So yeah. a, lot of, a lot of good possibilities for him to come up. But again, as, as Vince said earlier, uh, they're probably going to fucking ruin it. Um, <laughs> but that being said, this match at NXT should be outstanding. Yes. Yes. So do they finish with the title or do they finish with war games? I think they finish with war games. Okay. It's a shame. Which leads me to ask you, do you think we have a new champion on Saturday as Velveteen Dream goes against Tommaso Ciampa no. for the NXT title? You don't think so? I do not. I don't. I think Tommaso Ciampa keeps the title through WrestleMania. Uh, thinking the Gargano thing, that's where Gargano finally wins the championship. Um, I think, I think Champa holds it the entire way. And I think that the Velveteen dream is going to have an amazing showing. Uh, he's super over that, that pull apart, uh, thing they had on last week's episode was was a 10 out of 10 and the crowd was super behind him he's so talented um but i think that champa uh is currently the greatest sports entertainer that ever lived uh mm-hmm. as as he would lead you to believe and he's just crushing it. and i don't think it's time yet there's plenty of time for dream to get there to re- to reach the top of the mountain i don't think that time right. is now and that's not a slight on him at all it's just the way i feel like the storyline of NXT is kind of going. No, no, that, that that's perfectly fair. I think it would be interesting to have Gargano cost chop of the belt. So that way the belt isn't involved okay. in that feud anymore. That's where I sit with it. And I recognize we're getting another takeover over uh Royal rumble weekend. Um, so odds are probably pretty good that whatever they're going to do for mania weekend, they'll build to there. Um, but uh, I, I, I would not be surprised to see Patrick Clark, Velveteen Dream, Roughhouse favorite, walk out as NXT champion. Roughhouse guest. Yes, yes, very true. <laughs> um, I would, I would love to see it. I, I, I truly would. I, I just don't think that that's the way they're going with it right now. Uh, but that being said, I'd be happy to be proven wrong. Yeah. And then the main event, it sounds like it's going to be traditional war games. We're not getting the weird variant we saw before, at least if Triple H on the conference calls to be believed. Uh, We get the undisputed era of Adam Cole, baby. Uh, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong against basically the super team of Ricochet, Pete Dunne, and uh, the War Raiders of uh, Hanson and Rowe. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. (laughs) that match is going to be incredible. Uh, it's going to be bonkers. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is eight of the greatest workers in the WWE today. 
possibly in the lexicon of great workers of WWE history. Um, and, and, and I'm not saying necessarily as superstars, going forward. I'm saying as guys who can get it done in the ring, they're eight of the yeah. best. And I thought last year's war games match was out of control. Great. This I think has the potential to blow away everything we've seen from NXT this year. There's a very with, good chance of that with happening. The possible differences of, of uh, Gargano Chapa one because that had so much emotion in the storytelling that I don't know we're going to get here. That's true. That's true. Uh, I, I'm. I, this is just going to be. It'll. It'll probably be closest to the North American title ladder match in terms yeah. of sheer carnage and yes. uh, and and crazy spots. You know, you know that Ricochet is going to do something crazy off the top of the cage. Right. Uh, last last year, I think it was Cole who went off the top, right? Who got yes. super flexed off yes, the top yeah. or something yeah. like that. Something um, crazy. Yeah. And then, you know, you throw the two bruisers of Hanson and Rowe in there. Right, uh, right. Dunn can do both. Dunn's a brawler. He could he can go up top and do some crazy shit too. Uh, this match is going to be ridiculously insane. Um, I feel like uh, – I, 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 I recognize all this. I recognize it's two in a row for them, but I feel like on paper, when I just think about the kayfabe rules of professional wrestling, you have a designated unit and you have a ragtag bunch of guys. Yeah. Undisputed Era has to win this. Right. Just to continue their dominance. And I think it it makes it make more sense for storylines because you would continue to have a reason to have Adam Cole and Ricochet feud. You continue to have a reason to have Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong feud with the War Raiders for the tag belts. Yeah. Because there there would still be something maybe underhanded about their win or something like that where, yes, we saw these teams go all out. But the only way that the team of our super baby faces can take on that massive unit is by destroying them individually, not as a group. Yeah. Yeah. And then there could be dissension among the, the super friends over there. You can, yeah. have, you know, um, it, you could end up having war Raiders versus Ricochet and Pete Dunn coming up at some point. Yeah. Because that sounds there, awesome. Something that happened between them. There's a lot of possibilities of what can happen from here, but yeah. Um, I, the, the only reason I hesitated to say undisputed era is because again, you kind of want to see the baby faces get their, uh, get their comeuppance on the, on the evil shitheads, but right, man, those right. evil shitheads are so entertaining and I love, love yes. to see them come out. Yes. <laughs> and also then they get to say two years in a row, they've won yeah. war games, which yeah. I feel like is precisely the type of boast that would help them continue to be the absolutely amazing shithead heels that they are. Baby. Yes. So, yeah. uh, uh, on paper, incredible night of professional wrestling. NXT takeovers so far have yet to let us down. Knock on every available piece of wood. Uh, I I can't wait for yeah. that show. Yeah, be this should crazy awesome show. Yes. Now Sunday, <laughs> as it always is, takeover weekend. Sunday's a horse of a different color. Yeah. Uh, so the pre-show has one match so far, and uh, it turns out your boys Marty Kristoff. Your boys, Marty and Kristoff, were dumb. And by five on five, they did actually mean five tag teams versus five tag teams, even though two of the tag teams, one on each side, have three people in it. Oh, that's right. So it's 11 on 11 or well, no, it's five on of... five. There's going to be a guy standing on the outside for each one. So I guess Grand Metal League's going to be standing outside with whatever, like, uh, fucking Xavier spinners Woods. and other shit. And then, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Xavier Woods will probably be on the outside or Kofi or Big E. Who knows? But Team Raw of 
what the fuck? Let's throw everybody together. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, the revival of Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, the B team of Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, the Lucha House Party, two thirds of Lindsay Dorado, Callisto, and our Grand Metalik, and the ascension of Connor and Victor. The ascension, by the way, starting to become the longest tenured tag team in WWE history. Wait, in WWE history or WWE currently? As in, without any breakups, they are on route. How far away? What are we talking here? In modern history, I think they have it. What? If, if Yeah, because they've been together as a team almost five years without a single breakup angle. That's fucking mind-boggling to me. Because even if you think about teams like the APA or Legion of Doom, right. they left or were split up at different periods. They've been a unit for five years on WWE television. Crazy, I have, right? I have no words <laughs> because they statement. they were part of NXT from the jump on the network. The network turns five in February. I I, I yeah. I'm legitimately speechless at this. I <laughs> you broke my brain. Well, anyway, the Raw team of stupid fucking idiots are going to throw down against Team SmackDown. Hey, we have some awesome tag teams of the Usos, the New Day, Sanity, who still exist. Oh, I guess actually they're also a trio that's a duo. Um, oh, yeah. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson still employed and the colognes shockingly still employed. Yeah. Who would have thought, um, man, that's, there's some really good teams on that. Uh, yeah. on, on, on I'm going to say the winners of that match are the people who start watching at seven. Ah, uh, it could be a fun match. I, you know. I think it's going to be great with the three minutes you actually see between commercials for KFC, Hulu, and whatever other stuff that they cut between headlocks. Uh, you're probably right I don't know. <laughs> i'm just saying every, no... every single pre-show match has a script except for the one time that the usos of the new day tore it down and unfortunately they're on one side of this and the other side is a gigantic bag of turds for them to carry and the revival yes yes and the thing that's <laughs> unfortunate is if if it were and it, it ties back to our conversation with vince russo uh, if it were a few years ago, you show me any combination of those teams. I'm like, that could be really fun. Now I'm like, yeah. this is going to be really bad. Yeah, you're probably right. There's no stakes. It doesn't matter. Uh, so who cares, right? Yeah. Well, Smack speaking down. speaking of things that don't matter, somehow on the main show, Buddy Murphy, excuse me, Buddy Murphy will be defending the Cruzador title against Mustafa Ali. See, here's a missed opportunity. Now, mm -hmm. if they're doing interbrand matches. Mm hmm. This should have been an opportunity to cross over with NXT or NXT so you, UK or NXT UK. Mm -hmm. But what I, what I'm thinking is you have um, Buddy Murphy's a champ, right? Yes. I think you have him uh, put the cruiserweight championship up on a line against Lars Sullivan. <laughs> well, apparently that would be his territory from that point on. Because <laughs> I would, didn't pay attention to Lars Sullivan's catchphrase for about three months now. Yeah, he's, he's he has been using that for a couple minutes. I wasn't going to call you out on it, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I don't pay attention to what Lars Sullivan says. So I saw A, he had a t-shirt, and B, it sucked so bad. I was like, wait, is this the thing he even says? Because yeah. let's be honest. I will the WWE is not above just throwing a catchphrase on a shirt that someone's never said. 
Uh, do you remember the whole Neville bit? The Neville's last King of the Cruiserweights t-shirt and it caused that him to stop Neville's tweeting for two years? That was Neville's last tweet until he came back. I yeah. know. I know. Now he, he looks like a genetic freak. Like, I thought it was photoshopped. Uh, like well, that's that's the old Dragon Gate mid-breath gym working out for you. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Buddy Murphy and uh, Mustafa Ali, right? Is that what it yeah, is? No, look, they tore the house down in Australia. Yeah, no, the match will be fine. The If it's given time <laughs> and the crowd gives a fuck, it's going to be great. Beyond that, I'm a little worried. I feel like they're going to get like put into a death slot between, like yep. I don't know, the, the big Raw SmackDown tag and the main event or, or whatever. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so uh, I think Buddy Murphy retains. Yeah, I, I don't Question think I don't mark? think we do a title change there. Um, I think uh, maybe they're prime. I haven't watched two or five. I can't even make a logical uh, statement about that. Buddy Murphy retains on to Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. You have the Intercontinental Champion against the United States Champion. Um, again, we could say this about all these matches. If they give them enough time and they both show up with their worker boots on, this could be a really good fucking match. Right. Um, and I really hope right. that it is. Um, because yeah. this is something that ever since Nakamura came up, this is something that I've wanted to see, being a huge fan of Seth Rollins that I am. So um I really hope that uh that Nock shows up ready to go and Seth pretty much always does. So uh I'm I'm very much excited for this match. Yeah, I, I hope it's great. I, I, I really hope uh and and this is like you said, it's gonna be repeated for pretty much every match on this card here. If they recognize that these matches need to deliver and it's not just going to work on the idea of you're seeing Raw versus SmackDown, you need to see right. what they can deliver. It's going to be a hell of a match. If We talked about it last week. If this is worker knock and not taking a night off knock, should be awesome. We yeah. saw just a few weeks ago that Seth Rollins can work a tag match by himself. He could work completely around a bored and tired Shinsuke Nakamura and deliver sure. something good. But if both guys are on you know firing on all cylinders this could be tremendous i would presume seth wins though all that being said i think dean ambrose costs seth i think Ooh, Nock wins by good uh, point. by distraction or interference or something like that yeah yeah uh dean because you have to you have to really fire keep that fire going no yep. pun intended dean's music hits he's in the crowd seth's like what the fuck yeah. shinsuke slugs those nuts rolls up for the pin yeah as much as i hate a distraction finish I feel like this is pretty much primed for one um, because you don't really want either one of them to lose clean, which is the problem with these champion versus champion matches that one of them has to. Um, But yeah, that's the way I see that playing out. Hope to be wrong. Hope. uh, I hope that, uh, that, that uh, Rollins gets a clean win over knock, but knock really could use a good decisive victory at this point. Agreed. Uh, Continuing on with the champion versus champion matches, the AOP of Tonka and Razor. (laughs) <laughs> take on the bar of Shizaro and Seamus, Seamus tag champs versus tag champs. Again, if the, if they're given the ability to just beat the fuck out of each other for, let's call it 12 minutes. I'll take 12, yeah. Yeah, should be awesome. Just let them punch each other in the face for 12 minutes and call it, well, not legitimately punch each other in the face. That ruins things. <laughs> Work snug, not stiff. Uh, I think the bar wins though. Like of all of yes. the raw versus SmackDown matches, this feels like the, one of the ones that SmackDown wins to make it look like they could win the night and they won't. So the, the bar has been one of the best consistently best tag teams in WWE over the past, like what year or two since yeah. they've really come together. God, I, I think they've actually been a tag team for like three plus years now. No, I think so. It can't be. 
Because it was it was right after uh, they had the best of seven series and then became a tag team. That was Foley that when was he was Foley. GM. Foley no, I think was, it was two, two, maybe two and a half. We'll call it two okay. and a half. Okay, all right. I don't, I don't think it, we're it, three. Yeah, it, it feels like it's been quite a while, but nevertheless, yeah, uh, I, I think the bar wins. <laughs> I think the bar wins. I, I agree. Maybe, uh, maybe Big Show, uh, like I said last week, Lawn Dart, Drake Maverick into the fifth row. That that um, feels right. That yeah. feels like the way they go with this. At the least, he's going to eat a punch. Yes. Um, the WMD. And, and then uh, we have uh, two Team Raw versus Team SmackDown five on five matches on the women's match, managed by Alexa Bliss. It's uh, Mickey James, Nia Jax, Tamina, Natalia, and Ruby Riot. How the fuck Natalia is in that team? I don't really get. Is Bailey still injured? Uh, well, it's not even that. Uh, they had a. A match between the two of them, and they either had one a of them match between Bailey and Sasha, and the winner would get in, and they just like Alexa rigged it so they both got right. beat up, and then Ruby Riot got the spot, right? Which is fun for heel Alexa, but you have a reminiscent raw something our friend would write. You have a raw women's roster that includes two of the, uh, you know, most over famous popular women on the roster, Bailey and Sasha Banks, and neither one of them are on the team. So. Hey, 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 Nia Jax is hugely popular. Ember Ew. Moon used to watch tapes of her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have Ember Moon, too. Jesus Christ. You have Mickey James on there. No offense to Mrs. You have Tamina on there. Tamina. I was getting there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I keep I keep stop stepping trying to on make Tamina rager. happen, guys. It's not it's not going to happen. It's, <laughs> it's not really working for Nia Jax. It's certainly not going to happen for Tamina at this point. It's never going to happen anyway. They're going against the team of Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, Asuka, and someone to be determined from SmackDown. Uh, Mandy Rose, maybe. Uh, who else? Peyton Royce. Peyton Royce would be fun. Um, uh, Lana, I guess, is out there. I'm not saying she's good, but she's better than Tamina. Raw wins? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much assume on that one. Uh, Then we got the (laughs) five-on-five men's tag team match as the team who all hate each other, Team Raw, Dolph Ziggler, Drew Uh McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Uh Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley with Team Captain Baron Corbin and random manager shit talker Leo Rush. Yep. Uh, They will somehow presumably win, considering that's how everything's built around on Raw, against the team of Team SmackDown, uh, The Miz, Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and Jeff Hardy, not AJ Styles. Yeah, AJ Styles is not on this card at all, which obviously because of the whole Brian title change thing. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of... Uh, kind of a missed opportunity uh, to sub him in there. Um, you know, maybe Shane McMahon gets diverticulitis or something again and can't perform and AJ subs in. I don't know. Um, but Well, I don't know, man. Sure. Shane McMahon is the best in the world. It's true. He has a trophy from Saudi Arabia to prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, you know, you have The Miz, you have Mysterio, and you have Samoa Joe. That's a that's a threesome right there, Hardy mm-hmm. and, and Shane aside, that really should do some damage. Mm-hmm. Um Give me some matchups with uh, Braun Strowman and Samoa Joe. Give me Braun Strowman and Rey Mysterio. That sounds um, fun. Give me Drew and Rey Mysterio. Yes, also would be really, really good to see. I want to see. Uh, I kind of want to see Dolph Ziggler bump for Samoa Joe. 
That sounds um, fun. I don't know if have we seen that match before. Uh, I don't believe I like we, we have. Probably, weirdly enough, we probably should have, but I don't think we have. So yeah, there's there's some, some interesting matchups in there. Um, you know, the most important thing is Kurt Angle's nowhere to be found, uh, nor is Triple H because of injuries. For so. now, for now, we don't have Kurt Angle involved. Oh god, because oh god, Raw seems to be pointing to to two things in particular. One, Braun is going to win. Because the payoff is Braun getting his title shot against Brock and getting sure. his hands on Corbin. Who did Corbin fuck over throughout all of this? Kurt Angle. What better person to help Team Raw win and fuck over Baron Corbin than Kurt Angle? Okay. All right. At least he's not in the match. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to be subbing a randomly surprise injured Finn Balor or anything. Yeah. Let's, let's not do that. Yeah. Um, and then the if I'm... Um, Remembering correctly, the the winning person, the sole survivor, if there is one, gets number thirty spot in the Royal Rumble. Am I no, 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 no. The 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 thirty spot in the Royal Rumble, uh, that is being given to the winners of the mixed match challenge. Oh, okay, all right. They both get to enter into uh, the Royal Rumble at number thirty of their respective things, and attention. also they get to win a all expenses paid trip to wherever they want, which feels like some writer's stupid idea. <laughs> like literally yes. that's that's someone going well hey why don't we have the miz and oscar hanging out in the bahamas or whatever and that's not all they also win a <laughs> trip to jamaica together where they can stay in a resort or risk getting shot by locals <laughs> that's well oh, go ahead Jamaica's not a good place from what i if you if you sorts from uh, i've had a couple of different people for uh, a rude awakening there I've I've never been, so I, I, I myself cannot say. Um, but I'm not entirely surprised. Uh, anyway, uh, then we have uh, the toss-up of what's going to main event. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte in a match I didn't think we'd see until WrestleMania. But hey, it looks yeah. like the gods are smiling on us on that one. Uh, more of that on the Patreon episode. Uh, and holy fucking shit, Daniel Bryan against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, with these two last minute changes are weird um, and exciting, yet also disappointing at the same time. I have a lot of different emotions about the whole thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Rousey and Charlotte, I feel like it's lacking build, obviously. So you don't really um, have a, a favorite in terms of storyline. It's just kind of to see who's better, which I mean, really is all pro wrestling is when you think about it. Yeah. But um, Charlotte has lost a number of matches in a row, so she doesn't have a ton of momentum. Rousey is undefeated. Yep. Uh, so mm, pretty sure Rousey has to win this one. Right, right. All, all I can think about both these matches is if it's as if my high school crush wanted to sleep with me now. On one hand, I'm happy that the potential's there, but on the other, why now? <laughs> why now of all times? <laughs> I I can't get as invested because there's other things going on. Yes, this is uh, true. Uh, I, like... Uh, Charlotte versus Ronda sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I wanted to see that at WrestleMania. However, I very much want to see Becky Lynch against Ronda Rousey infinitely more. And all I'm going to be thinking about during this match is I sure wish it was Becky. And then I think Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan is one of the matches we really wanted to see Daniel Bryan have. Apparently it's a match he's always wanted to have. And that sounds great, except for now it's weird 
Smeagol-esque heel Daniel Bryan, who's obsessed <laughs> with the title. And, yeah. And I don't know that the plucky heel is going to work out Grace against the angry heel. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know that that's that's a match we want to see as yeah, much. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting dynamic the way we're finally getting this match, and it's a bit of a disappointment too. Why now? Um, but uh, I feel like what Vince said earlier in the show, this is probably going to be a uh, John Cena at SummerSlam versus Brock Lesnar sort of trouncing. Um, as punishment for uh, Daniel Bryan having a conscious, a, con- a conscience, conscience? and yeah. Um, yeah, that's oh hi Xavier, and um, he just leapt in between my legs, um, oh. and it uh, distracted me, so I forgot where I was going. Oh yeah, uh, Daniel Bryan, yeah, punished. And, and the thing that's interesting, especially if you know the the history of that John Cena match, originally before he got hurt and taken out the first time, that match was supposed to be Daniel Bryan. He yeah. was supposed to get, you know, the 26 suplexes and basically just get murdered in front of a SummerSlam crowd. Um, on paper, if you had told me before this week, what do I think a Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar match would be? Well, it's going to be all about Daniel Bryan trying to hook on submissions mm-hmm. and work more quickly to yeah. take out the big brute force of Brock Lesnar. Problem is, that doesn't work as a heel. Uh-uh. So unless they are going to, as one might assume they're going to do with a lot of these Raw versus SmackDown matches, just kind of go, it's in a bubble. It doesn't really count. It's not canon. And they're going to like forget that he's a heel until Tuesday. Uh, I don't know how this is going to work. I I, I think Brock Lesnar wins either way, uh, just because that's the way this works. Um, And I think ronda wins over charlotte but in both instances it's this thing of if i had this at any other time than right now i'd be infinitely more engaged and instead i'm just in this weird shell-shocked position of not being able to be entirely thrilled about it yeah yeah the the way we got here is it's all it's all just weird and not what i was expecting it's 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 bizarre it's it's a weird setup and you know, uh, read part of why um, it was switched to Daniel Bryan is they didn't want AJ to lose twice uh, to Brock in consecutive years. I um, forgot I that he about, lost to Brock last year. Well, I, I didn't, but I was looking forward to the rematch regardless. And, you know, anybody losing to Brock is not a shock uh, or right. nor does it hurt them because right. Brock is as they've uh, established widely and wildly that he is this unbeatable force that cannot be destroyed. Um so, you know, AJ Styles losing two matches in 2 years to him that does nothing to hurt AJ Styles stock. He he still would have been WWE champion and probably went on would have went on to have another good uh, match or two with Daniel Bryan or whomever else. So yeah, it's 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 just weird, but yeah, Brock wins Rousey wins. Um, maybe we get good matches out of them. Maybe we don't. I don't know. It's. I want to be excited for it, but like you said, it's it's just hard to at this point. Yeah, it's more of a morbid curiosity than excitement. That that's where I'm sitting with it as well. Saturday night, I know I'm going to watch an absolutely wonderful, absolutely Super incredible hype. professional wrestling show. Yeah. Sunday night is so high up in the air for me, and coming off of a week as whiplash inducing as this one was again yeah. patreon episode if you want to hear all our thoughts on it um i i don't know what to expect and yeah. 
And in turn, it's making me go, do I want to put the five, six hours or whatever it's going to end up being of watching this show into my life when I know that this could be a fucking nightmare? I'll or give him four. Four? You think I'll give four? him four. I'll give him, I'll give him seven to 11. Let's <laughs> see where we're at at that point. Yeah. Sure. Come 11 o'clock if they're just sending Raw versus SmackDown men's match to the ring. Oh. Yeah. I'm tapping oh. out. Um. I, I, I want to believe it's going to be good on paper. It's top to bottom. One of the best cards they've had in a long time, but the problem with WWE right now is not the talent. It's the creative. Agreed. And if we learned anything from this episode, it's that's one of the most important parts. And uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I just need to figure out why did I find that Irish lady covered in blood so attractive? That's what I need to figure out now, Chris. You and about a million and a half other people. What does that uh, say about me? What have hey I man, become, everybody, Chris? Everybody's got their kinks, you know? What don't, have I don't become? Be, don't, hey, don't you shame yourself, okay? Okay. All right? Okay. Sometimes sometimes some some hot crimson running down a, a, a fiery redhead's face yeah just gets a little a uh, little tingle in the undercarriage yeah, and you just want to go dangle. and uh yeah you just want to go and uh give your dick the 10 beats of the bowron yeah sounds about irish. right yeah she she is irish chris <laughs> excellent observation <laughs> <laughs> thank you good night the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at Rough House SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. Are you tired of the same old mayonnaise? It makes your BLTs bland, your club sandwiches lifeless, and your egg salad dull and boring. Well, what you need is new caffeinated mayonnaise. Mayo X! It's caffeinated mayonnaise. Mayo X! It's not just mayonnaise, it's extreme mayonnaise. Mayo X! Glop it on, bite down, and feel the rush of caffeinated mayonnaise. What a rush! Mayo X! Y'all are out of your crazy minds. Shut the f*** up, Paula Dean. Mayo X! Please do not use Mayo X if you have a heart condition, asthma, premature balding, gingivitis, a lazy eye, a love of Tyler Perry movies. If you are Tyler Perry, expensive cocaine habits, abnormally bushy unibrows, more than 10 toes, a flat ass, a thick ass, a smelly ass, or a jackass, severe brain damage, a single mother of four from Hamden with a neck tattoo, or farted during a Cuba Gooding Jr. movie, radio.